you're listening to the We Speak Common Podcast Network. For more information and to support the show, head to wespeakcommon.com. This week, I'm here to talk about how I run D&D online. After making the transition to fully online Dungeons & Dragons, I'm going to tell you how I did it, what I used, and what conversations I had to have with my party to make it work smoothly. Welcome to We Speak Common. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the D&D podcast for everyone because here we speak common. This is the show brought to you in partnership with the Dice Dungeon, your one-stop shop for all things D&D, whether it's dice made out of resin or metal or glass, D&D books or extra uh, things that you can use in your D&D games like dice rolling trays and all the extra bits and bobs. If you want to get anything from the Dice Dungeon and support a wonderful UK store, then head over to the description of this episode. There's a link in there that you can follow and you can get 10% off your entire order if you use the code we speak common at checkout 10% off everything so the more you have in your basket the more money you'll get off we're also brought to you in partnership with describe spelled d-s-c-r-y-b describe has a team of creative writers doing the hard work for you if you're not great at well describing things they are they'll write what is effectively box text from your favorite adventures that you can use in any game, whether it's a homebrew or a pre-written module, whatever it is, they've got it for you. They've got things for uh, scenes for monsters, for spells, for items, for all that kind of stuff. And now ones that you can read as a player too. You can head over to the description for a link to their site. And if you use the code common at checkout, you get 10% off your monthly subscription for the first two years. You're subscribed. Uh, and of course, you'll be supporting the show too through both of our partners. And we will talk about them at some point in this episode. But uh, right now, let's just get into it. I am, <laughs> I am Ben Norris and I am here alone today. <laughs> How you doing? Um, I am, uh, I'm in my brand new flat. So if this sounds a little bit different, uh, it's because it, I mean, it is, is a little bit different. I'm in a different place, a slightly different setup, not in a studio. And um, I'm literally moved over the last three days. Uh, this is my first full day in the flat and uh, I've just like set up the, the podcasting equipment and I'm, I'm testing it out. And I thought, you know what, the best way I can really put it to the test is to do an episode and get your feedback. So first of all, if you're listening to this right now and you think, this sounds a bit echoey that's my opinion i don't want to put words in your mouth i think it's a bit echoey um sam sam has told me he cannot hear it so maybe it's just me being picky but if you're listening and you think that sounds a bit odd or it sounds a bit different or i prefer it was in the studio um let me know equally let me know if you um think it's fine because uh i want it to be an enjoyable listening experience for you and uh, if you're like yeah sounds sounds great sounds fine then um great no worries at all um the reason it's important for me is that uh, obviously I work at studios and I can use those to record the odd hour episode here and there for the podcast. What I can't do is record a four hour session of D&D for things like the Cosmic Causeway or other um, actual plays that we're going to do. So those I will need to do here and I just want to make sure I can get a setup that sounds good for you guys. So if you've got any opinions, let me know. And if I hear nothing, I'll assume it's fine. 
And if you're a Patreon listening to this, I know you'll be telling me in the Discord right now, you're probably typing it going, yeah, it sounds fine, Ben. Um, I hope you are. But anyway, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so I am on my own today. Um, the reason is uh, partly because uh, Sam couldn't make it today and I wanted to do a topic with him, but also because I've had a topic in my back pocket that I've wanted to get into for a while. And it's one that I can do solo and I think might be best. And that is how I run D&D on Discord. So um, it's not something that I wanted to do for a long time. I wanted to play in-person games. I think everyone's been there. Everyone's felt that way. Like, I, I want, you know, you want to be in person, you want to be around the table, you want to be with your friends. And um, when we started our Dragon Heist campaign, we were adamant that we were going to play in person every week. And we did for a long time. But then this little odd thing called coronavirus came about. And the only way we were going to continue playing D&D was if we transitioned it to online. Um, so I, being me, hyper-focused on it and um, set up exactly what I needed. And over the years, it's, it's developed even more. And, and I want to share that with you because I've actually got to a point now where when I'm running D&D online, I'm actually finding it better than running it in person. Like, I, well, I mean, now I've moved across the country, kind of that's nine times out of 10, that's the way we're going to play now. But when I was still in close proximity to my players, I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I prefer online to in-person. In-person's fun and great and I love it, but I've got to a point where online is great and I prefer it. And there are a couple of reasons. Um, so I say, we'll go through those first and then I'll tell you the setup. So for me, I, it got to a point where our, our table, our party was so good online and so good at allowing this to sh- the shared space and the focus was was really like laser pointed in everyone was like you know they came together to play D&D and um and that's what we did whereas in person became more of a fun like gathering party event where you know we'd have that one big session in person and everyone would get together and we'd all ju- you know joke and laugh and there'd be food and drinks and we'd play D&D and, and we'd be a bit silly and a bit hyper. Um, so it made those more story-focused sessions just so much better, in my opinion. And I think the group would agree with that. Um, I've spoken to a few of them independently, one at a time, and they've said, yeah, yeah, we're really focused and you know, it's really good. We miss seeing each other in person, but it's really good. So here's how I did that. Um, I don't use virtual tabletops. I run Theatre of the Mind. I do occasionally use a map uh, just if there's a big battle that needs kind of uh, tokens and things so people can track stuff. Um, but nine times out of ten, there's no virtual tabletop. We have Discord. Um, we all have some pretty good mics and headphones that we've got over time. And we all have uh, our own like setup. So some people use D&D Beyond for their character sheets. Other people use actual physical character sheets. Um, most people roll actual physical dice. Some people roll on D&D Beyond. Um, some people do a mix of both if they're like, they'll roll for in real with physical dice for like checks and stuff. But for, uh, I don't know, like, like Fireball, they might use a, an online roller because they don't want to get 86 out or whatever. So that's kind of the general 
what everyone has. There's no ridiculous, like, no one's got anything super expensive or you know, nothing like that. The, the real core meat to it is how I set up Discord. Um, so I created my own Discord server, which sounds really daunting if you've never used Discord, but it's actually super easy. You do it for free, just create a server, you invite your friends to it. Um, there's a bit of a learning curve to it, but it uh, took me like a day to, to like get it down and be happy with it. Um, and then over time, I kind of in- increased my knowledge and learned more things. So the first thing I did was I created a server. And in that server, if you've never used Discord, you get uh, channels. So I created some voice, a voice channel and some text channels. The voice channel is where we all sit and we can chat on a microphone and on camera. And then the um, text channels is where we will, you know, write things and stuff. So I will have um, in my server at this point, I've got a, a mix of stuff. So I've got a voice channel for d and I've got a voice channel for Witcher RPGs. And then I've got text channels for Witcher RPGs and I've got text channels for uh, D&D games. So we, let's say we're running Dragon Heist. I would have a text channel called um, Dragon Heist General. And that's just where anyone can chat and talk and you can write anything on there. We'd have a Dragon Heist handouts and that's where I would put maps, um, like letters, you know, your, your general kind of handout stuff. Uh, and if you're running a pre-run adventure, you've probably got PDF versions of that kind of stuff that you can use and put in there. Um, or if you've created your own, you can scan them in or take photos of them. Uh, or if I've got like an NPC that I've created that's not from a written adventure, from homebrewing, I might have some art that I have made or I found that I use for them. That would go in there. I put monster pictures in there uh, when people fight monsters. Obviously, that happens in D&D. Uh, and then I've also got a, um, an initiative text channel, which is just where I write the initiative order when, uh, the guys get into combat, um, just so that everyone can see it and I can edit that as well. So I can, I can chop and change it. Like if, uh, you know, there's a two stages to the fight and more creatures turn up, then you can add more in. Um, the other things I have are uh, like a, a general room that anyone in the server can talk on because not everyone plays in every game and they might want to sit and chat and talk. Um, and then I think that's it, actually. I think that's the, the general breakdown. So you've got like general rooms where everyone can just talk. You've got the voice room. You've got the D&D games. So right now I've just opened up my, what it looks like currently. You've got Tomb Annihilation, Cosmic Causeway an initiative and there's a couple of other games on there then i have a, a category for witcher and it's like just all the witcher stuff and then at the bottom i have handouts and maps and that's like here is your tyranny of dragons handout here is your toa maps and handouts here is your cosmic uh handouts so they're in nice little categories and everyone can see them and uh, if you want to you can set up roles so that only people in certain games can see them and talk in certain channels or you can just leave them open if you're just one small group and you don't have more than one group playing uh, in the server. So that's super simple. Um, and then to kind of add to it and make it as good as I can, what I've done is uh, I've, I've incorporated some bots. So there's a bot that most people know called Avery. 
or Avray. I think it's Av- I say Avray. I think I think Avray is actually correct, which is a D and D bot which allow you to import characters if you want to. So you can like do r slash, not r slash, that's Reddit. <laughs> you can do like uh, the slash command and ask Avery to tell you your, to do a strength check and it will roll it in Discord. We don't use it for that. What we use it for is for randomly rolling stats or for rolling dice. So you can just ask it to roll a certain number of dice and it will. Um, we don't use it often. The thing that we originally brought it in for is for its rules. So if you've got it hooked up to your D&D Beyond account, uh, which uh, I don't think is difficult to do, can't remember, it was a while ago now, I think it's pretty easy, but you, um, you can ask it rules questions. So you can ask it what the spell Fireball does, and it will tell you. Uh, you can ask it to um, tell you how a grapple works, and it will tell you. So that was a really good thing to have, especially for newer players, because I could... Because I could, uh, if they ask a question, I could explain it to them. If they didn't quite get it, or if there was someone who found it easier to read something, I could get Avery to paste exactly what the rule is right there and then, and they can read it. Um, so that's a great one to to look up and and get into. And if you want to spend time learning it, you can um, you can get it to do loads of stuff for you. Um, the other main bot I have is a music bot. Now, currently, I'm using Tempo. Um, there have been a few iterations of, as we call it, the Bard uh, in the server because music bots have come and gone over the years. But basically, it allows me to paste a Spotify playlist link and it will just play it. It will join the voice channel as a person, uh, like everyone else, and it will play the music out. So when we're playing D&D, we've got music, we've got maps, we've got rules, we've got literally everything we want. Um, and a tip that I have for you if you've got a music bot, because uh, typically they will post into the channel that they, you use to pull them into the, like if you, you go on the channel and you type, you know, at, you know, join, they will, the bot will post in that chat every time it does a new song. So if you make a, a chat or a channel, I should say, specifically for the music bot, so ours is the Bard stage, uh, and then you tell everyone to mute that channel no one will ever get any notifications when the songs change, which is really good. Um, so then typically what will happen is we'll all get together for our D&D game. We'll sit down. We've all got webcams. We've all got microphones. We've all got headphones. That's important. Must have headphones. Uh, we join the, the voice channel. We put our cameras on. I will get the bot in and put on some music and then we'll chat and we'll wait for everyone to join. We'll just sort of catch up. And then when everyone's there and we hit our start time, we'll start playing D&D. And I have, like most people, I have playlists that I will use to play music. So I have a attention playlist, or combat playlists. I've got, you know, playlists specifically for the jungles of Cholt that uh, I get the bot to play. Um, and everyone can adjust the bot's volume manually themselves, locally, so they can have it as loud or as quiet as they want. Um, and I will put pictures and maps and things in another channel and that's kind of how it all started that's how uh we began playing D online um and that is honestly even that is over complicated well it's not over complicated but it's more complicated than it needs to be like you can just play by having uh you know you and your friends sat on a voice channel you don't have to have the music you don't have to have your cameras on if you don't want to uh but this is how we do it and it's become very immersive and very simple for us to do 
So what I do now, now that it's evolved a bit, is I have uh, I have two webcams because I had a spare one lying around, and I have um, OBS, which is a program that streamers use, and I will jump on to the Discord about five ten minutes before everyone else, and I will open OBS and start the camera and have that go into my discord camera feed and i'll put up so right now for tomb of annihilation i put up the cover image of serac from the tomb of annihilation and i have uh like the theme music of the campaign playing and i mute my mic and i just go off and make my tea and get ready and for the for the session people jump in over time they join they all get together they all chat and talk and then uh, i will join and i'll put my camera on and we'll sit and we'll talk and i have two cameras so i can show them the dice that i roll I can swap between cameras as we're playing. I can um, have one camera on me and one on dice. I can have a background of a giant dragon on if I'm fighting if they're, they're, they're fighting a dragon, but my camera can still be on so they can still see me. Um, and I find that the cameras are really important to uh, help with the role play because that's a thing that people struggle with, right? Is well, I can't connect to people so through a screen, so having cameras on really helps with that so um that's great fun and then what it also allows me to do is when i occasionally want to use a map um discord has its own streaming function so you can stream your web page and i will have um what i tend to use is something called albert rodeo which is a free online uh kind of like a virtual tabletop but it's not like roll 20 or foundry or anything like that and i will make that up if i know i need one beforehand and then i'll stream it or i can use obs to stream it but um the built-in discord is just as good sometimes i will ask another player to stream it and they'll and they'll join um just to take the load off of me because i've got other stuff going on um but yeah so you end up with kind of like a, a <laughs> like a stream setup but through discord and uh, it works really well um the other thing was the what, trying to think what else we do um and realizing how quickly i've i've managed to rattle through that but um this has been asked before and i've, I've always thought oh, it's so simple but it's it's nice to to know that it's simple you know like i feel like this isn't hard for you to set up if you want to do it this way um i think that's everything i'm just checking now i'm looking through the server to make sure i've not missed anything uh yeah yeah looks like it so what i would advise doing is if you're going to be running DD online head over to discord set up yourself a server it's uh, free it's easy and then just play around with it and get creative and experiment and then if you're going to play with role roles and things for different people uh just get one of your party members to join and do some testing with them um play around with using bots uh, especially music bots um and test out different ones because you'll find that some um work better than others i found that tempo is really good the other one i use is uh musical tune that's a good one um avre again great if you want rules and things so that's kind of like the literal technical setup i suppose um and you know i might have whistled through that really quickly 
if any of it's confusing, um, I will leave a little list of the bots below in the description. I'll try and get um, the actual links for them as well. But uh, a lot of it is done in Discord, so you just kind of have to play with it. Um, and then the other side of it is kind of the, the stuff that you do at a table, right? So it's like the session zero stuff. So the technical side takes probably a couple of hours to set up and get used to. It's getting your players in the right frame of mind to be online that then is the extra bit that you have to do. Um, but before we talk about that, let's talk a little bit about our sponsors. That always feels so <laughs> it always feels so disingenuous to say it that way. Our sponsors. I feel like a I feel like a YouTuber. Um, our partners is a much nicer way of saying it. So we are supported by and brought to you by the Dice Dungeon, and we have been for so long now. Uh, ben and Dave are two guys here in the UK who run a D and D store. They started off by selling. Dungeons and Dragons dice sets that are premium dice sets. They are metal. They have resin sets, which are cheaper if you just love the designs and want something a little bit cheaper because you're, you know, saving cash. Um, but they also have really premium and higher priced glass dice now as well, which are really gorgeous. Uh, you can check out all their sets and uh, also their extra other stuff they have, like dice trays. Uh, D&D books, adventures, uh, rule books, all that kind of stuff at their website. I'll put a link in the description below and, uh, and, and support these guys. I, one of the things that I love about working with Dice Dungeon is that we're both UK D&D creators, like well, creators isn't the right word, they're a store, but we're D&D people here in the UK and there aren't as many of us over here as there are in America. Um, which of course is like the, the big place that D&D comes from. Um, so it's really great to be working with them. Um, and they're lovely guys. Go and check out what they're doing. And if you are, if you are like me, pinching the, pinching the pennies right now, you're saving some cash. The best way, the cheapest way, the most affordable way to get premium D&D metal dice is to grab a bag of fates. You never know what set you're going to get. You might even get an exclusive set that's not available any other way. Uh, it's a bit of fun and they are beautiful premium D&D metal dice, um, but they're cheaper. Also brought to you by Describe, spelled D-S-C-R-Y-B, and Describe is one of my favourite online services for Dungeons & Dragons, and it's uh, for people who aren't very good at, well, <laughs> describing, I mean, get, get creative, Ben. Um, so if you're not great at doing the, the box text thing, the thing where you, you know, describe the uh, mountain range as your players crest the peak of the hill and see the dragon breathing fire down onto the village that sits on the, the cliff edge. Uh, if you're not good at doing that, I mean, even that wasn't great. They do that for you. They have professional writers whose job it is to, you know, be creative and, and use the, the big descriptive words. Uh, and they have for you as a DM, monsters described, places, spells, items, all that stuff, all of the stuff that you need, all the stuff that you're going you're gonna to talk about in D&D. Uh, and if you're a player who really wants to make your character sound uh, or look in people's imaginations badass, they've got you covered because they've now got a whole set of scenes that are written in the first person. So it's, I cast magic missile, I cast fireball, I swing my axe at the buckbeak 
What's a buckbeak? That's from Harry Potter. I swing my axe at the orc, you know, and you can literally take those and either read them out of the table or rewrite them and make them sound a bit more like you, but you've got great starting stone uh, to use, starting place to use to, to make your characters sound and look amazing in people's minds. So go and check them out, dscryb.com. There's a load of free scenes available, but for the full collection, for the full access of uh, well over 4,500 scenes, it's growing uh, every single week. Actually, I'm, I'm, oh my God, I've just refreshed the website. <laughs> 6,500 scenes and growing. Um, God, I'm a little bit behind. Go and check out the website. There's loads for free. But if you want full access, it's a subscription-based program. You use the code COMMON at checkout. You get 10% off every month uh, for uh, up to two years. So go and check that out and uh, support the show and more shows on the network by uh, using our partners. Okay, so let's say you're going to transition your game to online. Let's say, like me, you've moved cross-country and you need to play D&D. On the old interwebs now, you're going to set up this Discord server. You've got the bots you want to use. You've, you know, you've, all of your music is already to go because you've been using playlists already, but in person. How are you going to make the transition smooth for your players? Here's what I did. I got everyone together in uh, kind of like a session zero, but um, obviously it wasn't the start of the campaign because we transitioned across during COVID and we were mid-campaign. And a little bit different for us because we had no other option. But if you're moving, I guess that's the same. Or maybe you just feel that, you know, you could play more if you played online. So you want to have three out of four sessions a month online or something. Um, I said, look, if we want to play D&D, pandemics happened. We can't leave our houses. We should transition online. Um, for you, it could be, look, I, I really want to play more D&D. I know you guys want to play more D&D. Why don't we do two sessions a month online and two in person just to balance it out? Um, and you might find that eventually you swing one way or the other. It might not work. You all might decide you don't like it. You might decide you love it and stick to it and go fully online. You never know. But sit down, get everyone together, either before a D&D session or uh, just, you know, at another time. Uh, I, I wouldn't say do it after D&D because D&D can go on for hours and people can be exhausted or have things to do so do it before or or at a different time entirely and just tell them the idea and the reasons you know why why do you want to go online um if there's not you know a we have to, to keep playing and how is it going to work so at that point i'd say look here's how it's going to work i've got this discord server I, i've got bots that you can listen to music so we can have our soundtrack on i've got um a channel for handouts so i can post all the images and keep the visual stuff going uh, if you're using a virtual tabletop, obviously you can do that outside of Discord. Um, and you might find a, a virtual tabletop and fully jump into it and not use Discord. Um, but, you know, that's not what we do. So that's not what this episode's about, I suppose. So, you know, if you do that, you, you, I can't, <laughs> I can't help you because I don't have experience, but I can help you with the Discord. So, um, but, you know, you can, you can explain to them how you're going to transition every single part of your game across. Then what you need to talk about is how your table etiquette is going to transition across to the virtual space. And by that, I mean things like, um, how are you going to make sure that no one gets left out? How are you going to make sure that uh, no one talks across someone else? 
Um, and what I will say is that this will take a bit of an adjustment time. There's a little bit, a little bit of time it takes, probably two, three sessions to start seeing things and feeling things becoming a bit more normal. Um, so what we did was I said, okay, look, we're going to be online. So let's be really courteous to not talk over each other. If someone's, you know, in the middle of their sentence, don't cut them off unless it's like, you know, you're role playing and you're having a, an argument if you're, you know, or maybe you're having a heated discussion on an argument and someone might cut someone off. Um, that's kind of what I would consider advanced online role play. Like you need to um, get the basics down first and then you can, you can kind of get the gears going a bit more when you're used to being in that online space. So I know that my players now, they are, they're courteous of each other anyway, but they're very good at not stepping on each other's, ch- stepping on each other's toes when they're role-playing. But they're also now, because they've been doing it for years, good at knowing if they can interrupt someone while they're monologuing or not monologuing, but just talking as their character. And that comes with experience. That's not really something I can give you advice on um, because it's going to be different from person to person and how your players and you as a player all role play, but also like you'll, you'll get a feel for it. You'll, you'll get more comfortable. To, like remember when you were in person playing D&D, right? And you might not have first felt very comfortable talking as a character and, and talking to other people as someone else. But over time, like now that's second nature. Um, and you can sit down with a bunch of people and pretend to be a goblin for five hours. You kind of get a little bit of that when you transition to online. So you go from being like fine at a table to being like, oh, I feel a bit weird talking as a goblin to you online. And I don't know how to like, should I interrupt you or not? Like those kind of training wheels come back on. So embrace that. Take it a little bit slower, get used to it um, and try, try to walk before you can run. Don't, don't try and just go for it, you know. Um, know that there's going to be a bit of an adjustment period. So talk about that. Say, you know, we're going to be talking over each other. Let's make sure everybody gets a chance to finish saying what they're saying. And then equally, you know, you might have had a shy player at your table in person. Well, it might not be that. And in that case, you would have said, hey, you know, let's let's try and include that person. Well, now it's kind of like that. But OK, we're all online, which means that we're not physically in, in, in person in the same space. We might not be able to see if someone is being left out. So let's be really cautious and really conscious, each of us, to, to make sure that everybody's getting a chance to do something. Everyone's getting a chance to talk and act and, and role play and, and do that stuff. Um, and by having these conversations, you're not taking the burden on yourself as the DM um, or as that one player who is thought, oh, not everyone's getting a chance to play. I better help. I better help. You share that burden as a, as a table, um, meaning that, you know, when you inevitably miss that someone hasn't said something for a little while, someone else will see it and they'll might, might give them the opportunity. Something that happens at our table quite often. Again, I still call it our table because it's a virtual table, but. What happens is uh, if someone hasn't had a chance to do something or hasn't been involved for a little while, if I don't get to them uh, to, to pull them back in, one of the other players will be like, oh, I'm going to go and ask that character what they think. And they'll just bring them back in that way. And it's little bits like that that just pulls people back into the group and stops anyone from feeling isolated. Um, 
but have that conversation and and make sure that everybody's willing to do that and to to give each other the room and the space. I always think it's quite funny as you go from being at a table and pulling everyone in close together and be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna role play everybody getting around the table to being like, okay, we're um we're moving online. Everybody step back a little bit, give everyone the space to be able to get involved because you need to give them the chance to speak and you need to give them the chance to be heard. Um, actually, that's one of the things that is always a struggle with online. Um, if people do talk over each other, polite members of the table will keep going, oh, no, sorry, you go. Oh, oh no, sorry, you go. Kind of like that, that pandemic meme, right? Like, oh, you talk. No, no, sorry, you go, you go. Um, so raise that with the party and let make sure that other people will say no no no, it's fine you um you do it you go what were you going to say or they come back to them um dms as well can also mentally make a note of okay that person's trying to say something i'll just finish what i'm doing and then i'll go to them straight away so little techniques like that being more perceptive and making sure everyone's involved that make online dnd work um trying to think what what else is there that's really worth talking about as a as a as a table before you play um i would advise i would advise maybe doing like a one shot or a short you know two session kind of game just to get the feel for it um and then transition your campaign across if you have the the time and freedom to do that uh and and don't be afraid to feel a bit odd about it feel a bit weird about playing online at first it will take time to adjust but um when you if you give it a chance when you get used to it 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 can really really work for you um the other thing actually that's probably worth doing is talking about uh, anything that you do at the table that you want to transition online so maybe you've got a table rule or if you're using safety tools like um I know some people use like the red cards, like if something comes up that they don't want talking about, they can use red cards or crosses or if you've got anything like that, if you've got any uh, extra little thing or maybe, you know, you take a break mid-session and you all step away from the table and go get a drink and then and chat for a little bit and then come back to D&D. If you're doing stuff like that, then incorporate that too. Make it feel as normal as possible. So you don't want to just be sound discord for four hours and that's it. Uh, you know, you want to make sure you, um, it, you know, your, your, your game is, is everything that it normally is just online. So for us, our, our games, we, we have a, a five, 10 minute break. Um, we play in the evening. So that gives someone a chance to get some food or get uh, a snack or make a cup of tea. It gives people a chance to go for a wee break, but you know, not everybody gets up and goes. Some people sit, they don't need to have a break. They're okay. Or they've, you know, done whatever they need to do. And then um, if, you know, four of the six people are back, those four people will have a chat. And then once everyone's in, we'll, we'll give them a couple of minutes and then we'll go, okay, let's, let's jump back in and then we'll get back into the game. And you can use things like the song you're playing to signify when the game is starting and stopping. You know, if you take, turn off the ambient music and put on some vibey kind of chill lo-fi beats while everyone's having a break and then transition that back to the ambient music when the game begins, people go, ah, oh, okay, we're playing again. Here we go. And it's good little things like that that you would do in person at a table, but you can do them online too using bots and things in Discord. Um, the thing I thought of while I was talking was uh, 
about people getting up and leaving. I don't know about you, but I found that people are less likely to get up and walk away from a table in person. Whereas online, they're in their own homes or wherever they are, you know, if they've got to get up and, and pop off, they will. Um, like, oh, I've just got to go and grab something out of the oven or, oh, I've just got to go and um, have a quick wee. If you're okay with that, that's fine. Personally, I, I rather people do stuff on the breaks so that everyone's involved and people don't miss things. So I say to my players, if you really need to just get up and grab something, you know, do it. You know, it's like sometimes someone's got to go and feed the cat or, um, you know, I, I'm, my dinner was cooking and it's, it's done. I'll just grab it. I'll be right back. Like literally two seconds, go down, get it, come back. Um, fine. But if you can do it on the break, so the breaks for, you know, uh, and just setting that kind of boundary and that kind of expectation is, is going to really help to, to make a smooth transition. I think this is a really short episode, but I don't think there's much else to say. Um, I'm hoping the beginning, uh, the technical side of this, the beginning setup that I talked about sounds and is as simple as I think it is. Um, but uh, I'll try and leave those links below uh, if I can find them. If not, honestly, um, there's so much option out there. Just do some Googling for the music bots or for um, uh, for Avray. You'll be able to find that AVA. Avray, A-V-R-A-E. Yeah, that's it. So go and have a look for those um, and play around with them. And the other thing you can do is if you're on Discord already, you can jump in some other servers or if you've never been on, you can jump on and go to some public servers and have a little look around at how they're set up and, and get a feel for it. But all you need is a room for everyone to sit on, on cameras and microphone to talk and a room for people to type stuff and for you to post pictures and handouts. If you've got those two things, D&D Online is really possible. If you add in music, if you uh, organize the service so that everything's in its right place and it feels kind of nice and neat, and if you set those expectations of how you're all going to be online, how you're going to talk with each other, when the break's going to be, all that kind of stuff, then I honestly think D&D Online is, is nowhere near as bad as people think it is. Not that it's bad, but they think it's not as good as in person. See what you think. Some people will agree with me and they'll go, yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. In per- it's great online. Um, I don't know, you know, but I don't need to be in person. I'm online. Other people will be like, what are you talking about? No, in person is the best. You can't beat that. So, you know, to each their own. We have our preferences for a reason. But if you have found yourself in a position where you need to transition to online for the majority of your games or maybe for all of them, I promise you it's not as daunting. Uh, or as bad as you think it's going to be. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there today. Um, because I'm solo, it's a bit of a shorter one. There's no back and forth with a, with a guest, but we'll, we'll have a guest in for next week. And uh, please do let me know what you think about the sound of this episode. Hopefully uh, it sounds okay. And uh, you're happy to hear more like this. Um, as ever, if you want to get involved with the show, you are more than welcome by heading over to at we speak common on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can email we speak common at hotmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, uh, like to support the show, the best way to do it is via Patreon. Uh, you can uh, join us on our private Discord server where Patreons and I and Sam and the guys that help me with the show, we all sit and we chat and we talk on a daily basis about D&D, about life, 
about games. We've got memes. Everyone's got memes. Uh, loads of stuff. It's a beautiful little community. We've got a critical role channel, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it is the, the first place that I put podcast news is the first place I go for topic suggestions. Um, and it's the first, first place I go to sit and chill and talk about our games. And we share advice with each other all the time. Uh, you can also come and join me on the show as a guest. If you are so inclined, you want to come and talk about D&D with me on one of the We Speak Common shows, then that is one of the options over on the We Speak Common Patreon. And of course, actually, I forgot to mention this. But just this week, the first round of We Speak Common merch went out to Patreons. Uh, so a few people got uh, some nice art cards uh, to keep as uh, the first little extra bit as being a Patreon member. Uh, if that's not your deal, if you don't want to, you know, fork over cash, I get it. It's free internet content, then don't worry. Uh, the next best thing you can do, and actually the thing, one of the best things you can do, even if you are supporting the patreon is to share this show and the other shows on this network with DD people whether they are new or uh, long DD players or part of your table or just someone you met in the street just to say hey here's a podcast you should check it out we speak common that's super helpful um that is the 100 best thing you can do to support the show so if you enjoy it then hey please shout about it go and stand on a mountain and scream about We Speak Common. I'm sure someone will hear you. Maybe I'll hear you. That would be weird. And actually probably one of the best experiences ever if I heard someone shouting about this podcast. <laughs> It'd be so random. Anyway, have a great rest of your night, day, evening, weekend, whatever it is you're doing when you're listening to this. And I will speak to you again really, really soon. And I hope you get to play D&D online or in person within the next few days. Catch you later. for listening to the we speak common podcast network if you enjoyed the show be sure to leave a review on your platform of choice and share us with a friend or dnd group near you if you'd like to directly support the network and the production of new shows like the one you heard today head to the description of this episode or our social media pages for a link to our patreon page you can connect with the show on twitter instagram and facebook at we speak common the network theme is Street Dancing by Timecrawler82 and is held under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. You can find it on the Free Music Archive.